We are young. We are powerful. We are female. We, we are, are Muslims. Muslims. We are Sister Speak, destroying the stereotype of stigmatized Muslim women. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, everyone. This is the Sister Speak podcast, and you're here with me, Amina, me, Lamisa, and me, Mariam. And yeah, yeah we're <laughs> this is our podcast. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. This is a relaxed space. Mm-hmm. Like, get yourself a cup of space. tea. I love that. You know, whatever you like to do. If this is the first time listening to a podcast, once I was like, I had this face mask and it had, like, it covered the eyes, and I was like, what am I supposed to do with my <laughs> eyes closed? <laughs> so then I listened to a podcast. So, you know, do what, whatever you want. This is your time to relax. Um, we have done a few other podcasts before mm-hmm. and some of them have been quite intense, some of them quite laid back. I'd say this one could be a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, Did you have Yeah, it depends what, what I'm going to ask <laughs> yeah, you. That's true. So we were, um, we were discussing what should we talk about and I was like, let's just talk about life. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so, so ambiguous, right? <laughs> Yeah, that could take us anywhere. This could be a fun, relaxed conversation or it could be really deep. Oh. But let's see. We'll find out. <clears throat> um, I'm just going to delve right in. I wanted to ask you guys, what is something like a quote or it doesn't have to be a specific quote or a saying or something that you really live by, something that you think is important and maybe you remind yourself of this every day. Something that you live by. There's a lot of few things that I live by, though. That's the thing. So every situation, I kind of resort to different kind of quotes. Mm -hmm. So it really depends what I'm going through. Can you really live by something, though? I feel like I've I've tried in the past to have, like, you know, I've seen a quote and I'm like, wow. Like a mantra. That's amazing. This is how I'm going to live my life. But then afterwards, you know, I forget about it or I just Mm -hmm. can't live like that. I don't know. I feel like I'm still finding my way in my own way instead of you know I guess a few basic things would be you know try and be as happy as possible yeah it it doesn't have to be like a quote because I feel like it's weird to have a quote tattooed in your brain (laughs) and you're like you know what this is how I have to live my life every single day because like Mariam said we do have different scenarios in our life where we like so one certain quote won't always apply (laughs) could you imagine yeah I think um that's a part of growth as well yeah knowing where how to use and maybe into um inspirational quotes or you know, certain wisdom in different mm. situation and you know in one thing will lead to another and for me personally it really depends w- of what i'm experiencing so you know if it's a difficult time then i really really use the quran i really use the quran and i there's something that i try to really look out for is that you know i'm not alone mm-hmm. i think that mm-hmm. brings me a lot of comfort and another thing is that Everything that happens is in your qadr, and which means it's in your fate, in your destiny. For those who don't know, um, and it's a, I think you know, as long as I try my best, I don't really need to think live. I don't need to think, or I don't need to live in the future. I think that's kind of human nature to either live in the past or to live in the future. It's quite hard. You have to kind of. I think it's it, it takes effort to kind of govern. For me personally, to govern yourself and think, okay. Let's balance this. Let's try to live in the moment, but of course have, you know, I'm not saying to live in the moment and just not have anything planned ahead, 
but I'm saying that try to be try present. And, yeah, try to be present and kind of look after things. Yeah. I think it's quite. Of course, in the times that we live, everything is so fast-paced and it's quite daunting what's going to happen in the future because things change quite dramatically very quickly, yeah. especially in the times that we live. So I think that's one thing I try to live by or I think take heed from. That's, I never thought of it that way, though. Like, it's human nature to always live in the future or live in the past. Like, instead of just utilising the present, we always yeah. either focus on our mistakes or think, oh, no, I need to work for the future. This is what I need to do. But we don't realise the extent to which we do it by I think yeah I think it's because we're created in such a temporary way you know we're, we're our our whole nature and how our whole being is temporary and I think that's what you know why we you know when you have faith you're you're extending yourself and you're submitting yourself to something that's constant and eternal whereas mm-hmm. everything that inhibits the world <coughs> inhabits the world sorry everything that inhabits the world is temporary and there's no consistency to it it's always evolving it's always changing and I think that's where we kind of, you know, once we kind of submit to the things that are emptying us or something that's not constant, it does affect us. And I think that's why, you know, one thing that I do, I probably have mentioned this on our radio show, is that when you submit to Allah, you're, you're a slave of God, but then it frees you from being slave of everything else. And I think that's quite profound for me because, you know, you can submit yourself to all these other things that might drain you. But then if you're submitting yourself to God and you know he's always there with guarantee, that firm belief, that conviction, you don't feel that, you know, uneasiness that you get when you're, you know... um, Submitting yourself to other things. Yeah, submitting yourself to other things. Mm. I love that. And I also... um, A lot of the times you hear people saying, you know, I love you for the sake of Allah or I love this for the sake of Allah. And when you hear that for the first time, you don't fully understand. Like, you... I know for myself, when I didn't understand what it meant, I just thought that's just something people say. Like, mm. I didn't think anything bad of it. I just thought, you know, that's just what you say. But now I understand the like the wisdom behind saying like I even loving your own parents for the sake of Allah. You'd think, well, I love them because they're my mom and dad. Like they raised me, and I love them for a reason. But also, I like what you said that when you submit yourself to Allah you you don't like nothing can disappoint you because because Allah won't disappoint you like you're not Mm. you're not giving your all to everything else because Mm. I really like it it's just as humans that we do have our downfalls and we do hurt people sometimes and our loved ones will hurt us sometimes not that's not to say that they like that they should or that it's like justified like they do apologize and we do get on with it in the end I mean everyone that we love we've have we do have like silly arguments sometimes Mm. but um I think when you have uh, strong faith in Allah then it's easier to deal with it It, because I think when you you are let down then it's easy to give that person it's easy to forgive them Mm. I think when you are um when you have stronger faith it's easy to move on isn't it yeah Yeah. everything that you do is governed by the fact that if i forgive this person then allah's going to be happy with me if i if i know that now this all of this is temporary i won't allow that to overwhelm me i think it's quite it's a quite difficult thing it's easy for us to say yeah even i struggle with it yeah it's just reminding yourself knowing that you know there's when you have faith and when you have faith in Allah he just never abandons you I think that's so comforting for me Mm. I think with with that it's another thing whereby it removes quite a lot of unnecessary stress 
mm. that you might face. And that's something I guess I'm recently trying to live by. Um, <laughs> I'm recently trying to live by because I realized that, you know, when you have quite a lot of things, even if you're not doing a lot of things, but loads of things on your mind, you just feel physically drained. 100%. And you feel stressed out, but for no real reason, just because there's lots of things going on. And so I guess nowadays I'm just trying to calm myself down and sort of live in the sense of, you know, it's no nothing is that big of a deal where you can't really handle with it. <clears throat> it's not like going to be the end of the world if, you know, like today I was stressing out because, you know, I wasn't going to get here on time. But even even small things like that, when they build up, you know, it can amount to a lot of stress. So if you just live in sort of a more calm manner, not necessarily like so zen, but, you know. But like you're late to everything, you know. <laughs> it's just like everything's fine. No, I mean, yeah. in a way where you don't have to stress about like little things. It's, you know, take everything as it comes and just yeah, enjoy it, I guess. Relinks to priorities. You know what your priority, ultimately your priority is to submit to God and, you know, gain his pleasure and when you gain his pleasure and when you're submitting yourself to him, you don't, you're not, are not necessarily seeking the pleasure of people. Of course, you know, you have to fulfill the rights of people because that's ultimately gaining the pleasure of Allah. So again, you know, it really relates to what Lamaisa is saying that it's really, it's just learning, learning what makes you stronger to God. Because, you know, the way you have your relationship with God will be different to another person. I think it's just learning what, learning about yourself and having that self-awareness. And also finding out, you know, what aspects. So, for example, you know, if you struggle with a specific thing, I don't know, like I, I get overwhelmed and I have anxiety. There's parts of the Quran that really helps me and that's really powerful for me. Um, and there might be some people might uh, struggle with anger. So there might be, you know, eyes in the Quran that help you with anger. So I think it's just kind of, that's what faith is. It's very individualized. And, and I think one thing about, I personally really love about our religion is that it's very personalized today. You know, every single person has a different journey, but we're all, you know, walking towards one destination and one goal. And, you know, it's a very philanthropic religion as well. So, you know, you're trying to learn about yourself and how to be kind to people, how to be kind to yourself. And I think that's something we forget as well, to be kind to ourselves. Very true. Yeah. Um, I forgot what else I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> that's completely fine. <laughs> I feel like, you know, we sort of, we've delved into like quite a, a particular route in terms of what life yeah. life is about, how to live life, I guess. But yeah, you know, I never, I this, all of this never <clears throat> occurred to me until like, I, like after my A-levels, I think certain experiences and even with age, more than age, I think it's experiences really. Yeah, I think for sure. experiences kind of Shape. navigate the way you think and, nav- and the way it, and the way you experience something of as well. So, you know, if you start to change your uh, framework of thinking, it really, the way you react to something mm. is completely different. 100% um, I agree. And I think there's a, there's a quote saying that, you know, you can't change your circumstances, but you can change your reaction. And that has a more influence than anything. And I think that's really powerful because, you know, if there's something's not in, if there's something happening and there's factors that you can't control, you know, the only thing that you can control is the way you receive it. So, you know, that's... And then that's then like a big, like, driver of how you... Yeah. Of how your life um, pans out. Because I've, I think the things that we remember the most are how we felt in that moment. I mm. think sometimes we have um, parts of our life where you'd think um, to some people, oh, that that was, like, literally nothing. But because we had such a... 
strong like such strong emotions in that moment like for example you could have just gone to a friend's house and just like sat on their bed all day but it was probably like in your head it's one of those moments in your life where you thought that was such a good day because mm. of how you felt or it could be like the complete opposite it could be you know something like a really big event and anyone would think oh you must have had so much fun or you know this and that but it could have been just inside average, yeah. you could have felt completely different and it's i think it's all, emotion. yeah it's all about how you how you reacted in that moment i think having um it takes it actually takes hard work to react positively to certain things i think you mentioned before like having um i forgot what i was gonna say yeah like having self-awareness and having faith it takes hard work to actually oh yeah you said to live in the present like it's easy for us to to live in the like to worry about the future Mm -hmm. or to just keep thinking about the past it actually takes a lot of hard work to ground yourself and to to stay on that middle ground it's really easy to like walk off on the side somewhere but it takes a lot of strength to walk in the middle but when you're when you work hard for that you, you actually feel a lot better um i also wanted to ask i think lamisa wanted to talk about childhood so i wanted to ask you guys what is something um maybe something profound or just something small that happened in your ch- childhood that really shaped you today like maybe it shaped your character or maybe it shaped what the person that you want to be I think um when I was younger I spent a lot of time with my family with mm-hmm. as in a lot of families to come visit me I used to visit a lot of my family who live in London uh, my dad's sisters my mom's sisters I think that really has shaped the person and the values I have today so I'm really family oriented and I really love spending time with my cousins my aunties my uncles I like checking up on checking up on them and that sort of thing and I feel like well kind of losing that because again as we just mentioned it's very fast-paced everything's so fast-paced everyone has no time for themselves let alone for anyone else and I think that's something that I really value now as I'm older because you know it, it time felt so they felt like time had such baraka in it I felt like time had it just the summer holidays felt like forever when mm. I was younger that's true summer Aww. holidays as I was growing older like in year 10 year 11 those summer holidays were really short but the summer holidays in junior school used to last ages yeah. it used to be like i think it's the we, we didn't really have much we didn't really have responsibilities it was just waking it, up and it and wasn't playing. like thinking a lot the yeah. day did seem long because you know you're a kid yeah so. yeah i think that's something that i kind of want to um continue as i grow older to spend time with my family and continue the values that my parents have instilled in me i think it's really important it Especially once I uh, finish uni, um, when I have my summer break and I, I spend time with my dad's sisters or my mom's sisters and I, and I remember, oh my God, I've got so many family here. I have like three generations of cousins in this country and I when I'm in uni, all I can think about is the book and submissions and deadlines and reading. It's, it's just it's just a nice knowing you have like a loving people surrounding you and that love to give to them as well. Mm. I think with me... Um when I was younger, we used to go to Bangladesh a lot. Like, we still do, but back when I was younger, obviously, you know, there wasn't too much emphasis on studies and school and stuff like that. So we would we would go quite quite a few times in the year. 
And when I used to go over there, I think from a young age, I was introduced to the idea that, you know, not every everyone around the world is as fortunate as we are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when we used to go over there, like obviously in those sort of, in less developed countries, people are going to be begging for food and things like that. So when I, when I first like saw beggars and stuff like that, when I was able to understand what was going on, I think that like I can still pick like, imagine every single situation we were we were sort of inside a car and we were waiting and a woman was like sticking her hand through the window like trying to like beg for money and I was I just remember like crying my eyes out and be like why why don't we give her money and my parents on the other hand you know they'd seen this a lot so at the time they were just like you know they were telling her like I think they gave her a little bit but she still wasn't going away so they were kind of telling her you know we're gonna have to leave now all of that type of stuff but as a child I was just like why is she in this situation like you know, and it was that type of thing. I think from that moment on growing up, I knew that as a person, whatever I do, I want it to help people in the world. Mm. And I think that really shaped the type of person that I am today. Yeah, I think I ex- experienced something quite similar when I was at Bangladesh as well, seeing the, you know, the disparity between poor people and rich people, yeah, because, yeah. you know, we <clears throat> tend to live, we live in such a privileged way, especially if you live in Bangladesh or from Pakistan or any other country and then you see that people who barely have bread mm. even like maybe in a week you know so one thing that I did when I was in Bangladesh is I um, went to a school and I did I wanted to kind of break out my comfort zone because public speaking public speaking wasn't really my forte and I still struggle with it as well um, in front of an audience per se and uh, so I went to the school my dad went to when he was younger. So that was quite interesting. And I met his teachers who were still there, <laughs> which is even more interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, so quite we, crazy. that's pretty cool. And then they started testing me on like British history. And I'm like, I don't even know who the <laughs> queen is. Like, what? Who was the queen like 100 years ago? How do you know this? But, anyways, I divert. Um, yeah. So I did a speech on um, women's rights. And like, I was really, really nervous. And I was, I can't speak Bangla at all. It was shamelessly, I can't speak it. But um, <laughs> I couldn't speak it, but I really wanted to do some impact. I wanted to have this dialogue and have this conversation and talk to these young people. So, you know, I, I wanted to, because for me, it was like being ambitious as a woman. I have so much privileges. I, would, I have so many resources and I wanted to go to Bangladesh and talk about these things. So. I wrote a speech and I remember my uncle, I was telling my uncle, could you like translate for me? Like, how do I, I used Google Translate to write sentences because I didn't know I had to say it. <laughs> so I asked the, uh, one of the teachers and, um, and he kind of assisted me uh, when I was delivering a speech. And um, one of the questions I asked was, um, why do uh, women in Bangladesh and um, they don't pursue certain careers or why do you think there's not that much of a work culture Mm. I wanted to test I wanted to see how they would react to it and I remember um this boy he was he said he was I think he was like in year eight or something and he said to me that um he responded he said that young people in Bangladesh as soon as they come to a certain age all the their parents kind of um talk about or emphasize is marriage and so they don't have the aspirations as you know normal people might have because the whole culture you know assists marriage so he was saying that but that shouldn't be the way because our prime minister she's a female person so therefore you know you should try to be ambitious as possible and then I was really impressed by that and I was like how Mm. articulate the way he I didn't give justice to the way he said it but he said it in such a articulate way and considering he's 
he was in they were in year eight and year nine i think that was such an amazing answer and that sort of conversation started and i remember um the teacher he was saying that in he was saying it in bangla he was saying that you know in their country so he was referring to uk he was saying in their country when there's a problem they they create dialogue but you know in in our country you know when we we face anything we don't really um speak out as much as we should but i think there's a reason for that of course there's a reason for that <laughs> and um it's i think it's more so because they it's not necessarily that they don't all, want to perhaps yeah, but more so no, that they, they, they can't have, and then i think that's the example i said is a clear clear way to show that you know they have these ideas but no one is really giving them that platform mm. and um you know even i think you know i'm um, every every culture is different but one thing that kind of astounded me is when i went to the classroom and um i know it's a it's a mark of respect but they all stood up and i'm just like i'm just like you i'm mm. i'm a student and they don't sit down until the teachers tell them to sit down and i found that so i felt uncomfortable with it because i felt like well they're in a classroom and they're learning knowledge and it's like the te- the the teacher had the power to make them stand up the whole lesson if he wanted to and i was and, and in my head i was like i really should say to them please please don't do this every time i would walk into a classroom they all would stand up i was like please don't do this i feel really uncomfortable but it made me think that you know when you when you create too much of a division between a teacher and a teacher uh, and a student i feel that you don't you can't have that you know a free conversation as mm. you would do if there wasn't that barrier um i'm not saying you know there's other ways to kind of create that respect and those boundaries but i felt that because you know it was explicitly you're the i'm the teacher and you're the student <laughs> so stay in your position as a student like you it's like they just were talked out it's a bit restrictive it's a bit way. restrictive it's just they talked out they wasn't <clears throat> invited to, to discuss yeah i feel like you know um obviously culture wise <clears throat> it's it's different you know you're talking about why do sorry i don't know what's wrong with my <laughs> that's completely fine i'm not saying that you know some cultures you know it might work for them you know it i'm not saying that it's just something that was a bit of a culture shock culture shock to you yeah yeah but you know you're saying about um women need to have like why aren't they having their aspirations i feel like times have actually changed quite a bit yeah, especially course, in bangladesh 100%. i feel like you know it depends on the type of family that you come from and the type of mindset and the values that they have um cuz i know my aunt she's she's in bangladesh she's probably 15 now i think and she's a lawyer oh, so wow, from back in that time yeah. they had instilled in them like you know you need education and we're not going to marry off until education of course marriage is a whole part of life i think inshallah at some point we will get married in our lives but i think also you know having the balance in the sense that i'm also going to be my own person mm. and i'm also going to try my best at whatever i do and try and make a difference in the world because at the end of the day in Islam we are all individuals we're not mm. linked with someone else whatever i do is is like it's going in my book it's not going in your book or anyone else's so you know it's a beautiful way to say it i need to make sure that everything i do is yeah is good and enough and also i think sense. that um <clears throat> another factor there's also factors to play you know it's not just it's not something that we can just delve in the surface uh, of course you know if you have resources mm. and you have the finance to do certain aspirations of course you do so some people don't even have the resources Resource just it, exactly. to educate them and it's unfair because they didn't yeah. choose to be in that position and that's what i find the most like annoying about this whole thing like being where you're born is basically like a lottery yeah because we could have very and and the fact is like we are so close to being born in another country the fact that we were born like here or you like know america luck. or somewhere else it's it's proper luck 
And like we're able to do things like this, whereas if we were born somewhere else in the country, maybe we wouldn't have the opportunity, that type of thing. Yeah, and it's, I, it's crazy. What you mentioned before <laughs> about how the the boy in that that school was saying that they're they're just encouraged to get married. I feel like the reason that is is because maybe it's not because they don't value education. Maybe it's all they know. I feel like in sometimes when you're when you don't have like you mentioned those resources, it's like how if you don't know if you're not like familiar with anything else then marriage might seem like the best the best thing for you to do because that's all you know hmm. I, I feel like it's it's a it's a way of um perhaps changing a certain circumstance mm -hmm. i think when we're in those situations like alhamdulillah like we're so lucky that we have the life that we're living and that we're not in a situation where, because you're right, I, some, for some people, um, marriage is a viable option. Maybe, you know, they've had to start working young, especially in those countries. Loads of women work in factories, in like in the garments industry, those types of things. So, you know, and you haven't had much of an education because you have to graft for your family, that type of thing. So, you know, marriage might seem like, you know, you know, I should do it in order to get myself in a better situation, that type of thing. So it makes sense, I guess, but in the same way yeah it's crazy i feel like life and that that like, is like the lottery of life it's crazy where the the people that you're born with the parents that you're given you know everything in 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 so many ways everything could have gone wrong yeah but, but amazingly everything's pretty much okay and it's like you know of course everyone has their own problems and their own issues and that type of thing but every single circumstance you know you could be so massively disadvantaged but we're not I think that I think that really kind of resonates with me because I think even all of us actually in this room that we feel that responsibility to create positive impact. You know, we we were privileged with resources and education and et cetera, et cetera. Even like ha having this show. Even having this show given a voice, allowed us to give us a voice. I think it's really important that we kind of give back. We kind of give back to our communities because, you know, that's why... Um, I can mention on the podcast actually that's why I started uh, with my friends an organization that will help empower students um, to access resources because that's where it stemmed from I saw you know I was privileged enough to be able to be educated and to do the things I'm doing but why not be just because you know the people in Bangladesh or Pakistan are not they not they don't have the same access why can't they benefit from Mm. The knowledge I gain, I can spread that. I have that capacity. So why not use the um, resources we have and share that? I think, yeah. you know, it's we, we're capable of doing it. It's just taking the initiative to do it. I think that's, yeah. I, I think that's that the main dri driving factor about what I want to do with my life. You know, I know we talked about Yeah, childhood. I was kind of going to come on to that, but yeah. I didn't know if it was too, like, abrupt. <laughs> too... <laughs> deep even but i guess i did i love how we started the beginning. Off, like this is gonna be chill get your cup of tea <laughs> but you can still have but, your cup of tea yeah <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah i guess what about I'm... you amina what do you want to do with your life <laughs> yeah. damn i've been asking you us, guys but let's hear from um, you i don't know i i was i guess it's quite like a, the conversation took a really big turn but um i don't know for my like since i was a child i never had like like the typical like oh I want to be I want to be like 
uh, a princess. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, like a doll, I didn't have yeah. like a, a job in yeah. my head. And I actually, I don't know where I read it. I, I, you know, when you're on social media, you read all kinds of things, and you don't know what it is. But <laughs> someone uh, said something about like, why does your dream have to be a job? And I really, mm. like, obviously, if your dream is a certain job, then that's great. But I really resonated with that because I don't. I don't see like my goals to be a certain career. I just see it as like being successful in terms of uh, having like um, a positive impact on another person's life, not just Mm. like the whole world, because I don't, that's too much to put on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Realism! Oh my gosh. (laughs) But, But literally, just like my own sisters, like to, to be like kind of raw I would that's like my biggest priority is to make sure that at least that my sisters are okay mm-hmm. I think that's uh, for me right now I, that's like my number one thing and I liked mm-hmm. what you mentioned before about family and I think it's such a like I really resonated with what you said because growing up for me like the summer holidays were always going to my grandma's house yeah seeing my family like my cousins every Saturday and like in the summer holidays it'd be sometimes the whole entire week I'd see them every day and now we're like older we're like some of us are get we've got jobs we've got uni and we just don't see each other enough mm. And when we do, it's just so nice. And I really value that time. And I every time we have, like, we just, we barely do anything special. We just have, like, a movie night. We buy loads of snacks. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. That's just, whenever I have moments like that, I think this is what, this is what my life is about. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I want it to be. It doesn't matter what I, like, how my life goes in terms of, you know, education and career of course that's really important I'm not putting like a line (laughs) through that but I'm saying that's like a separate part of my life but essentially I feel like what's important to me is to to just be a kind person and I think um also when you mentioned how the the teachers like they make sure the kids stand up and I guess for some people that's just a form of respect but at the same time having that um having that barrier broken between like you know a child and a parent or um an uncle and a niece or Mm. you know a sister like a big sister and her little sister I want that to be I just want to make sure that anyone who I have in my life that I love knows that they can talk to me and that they can I don't know I just don't like to see people suffer yeah do you know what I mean I I just want to if if I find out that someone I know or someone that I'm close with, we don't even have to be that close. If I find out that they have been like suffering in any kind of way, then I feel like it's my responsibility as like just as a Muslim to be to help them in that kind of way. For sure. And I also um, over the I think during Ramadan, the one that just happened uh that was a weird sentence <laughs> 2019 ramadan. Yeah, the ramadan that just um, passed, passed <laughs> happened um i was i think i mentioned one of the shows actually i was listening to um the sira and i really um kind of formed a new kind of relationship with the prophet sallallahu like in terms of actually understanding who he was and 
how much he loved us. And when I was listening to it, I'd really recommend anyone to just, I don't know, just type it in somewhere or just buy a book about it. But for me, listening to it, it was easier mm-hmm. at the time. Um, I'd really recommend you just take your time with it, but really look into the seerah because it's such a big part of our religion to love the prophet and we're always told as kids and I think maybe it's just a part of growing up but as a child you know you should love the prophet but you don't you don't fully understand what why you love him or you know why but there's just not the connection do you know what I I mean yeah you know you should love you know is it sort of really yeah but is the love actually there in your heart and that's not to that's not like a criticism of anyone who feels like that because I did too yeah (laughs) I mean it's just something we have to do I think it's our duty to to find out more about Mm. him so that we can have love for Islam because it makes sense how are you going to love someone that you don't know anything about exactly and one thing I've um that I learned or like kind of relearned in my own head is the love that the prophet had for us and i just thought that was incredible um i don't really want to talk about any of the stories because i don't remember them properly i don't want to give like any wrong information but just in general the there's like so many circumstances like so many parts in the prophet's life where he just like showed his love for the ummah and i just i don't know it just really melts my heart every time i listen to it every time i heard a new um a new story and i don't know it just puts the religion in such a different light for me and i just think it's if the if the prophet loved us that much why what's stopping us from like loving the people around us and i also read about this story where um the i know i wasn't going to mention any stories but I, i guess i can mention this briefly but um where the, a child um, had a pet bird that died and the Prophet وسلم, was walking past the child and was like, why Why is this child crying? And he found out that the pet bird died and he he like did a, a little funeral for the bird. And I just thought that was, that was just, the, I don't know, it just really hit me. I don't know how, I can't really put it into words. I just thought it was really nice thing to hear and to read because he kind of, he just catered to literally every single person that he met and everyone. Um, one thing I learned when I was listening to it is the, the, um, the sheikh who was talk, talking about the seerah was saying that every person who met the prophet felt like, um, he loved them the most. I think that's such a, an amazing way to treat people. And also the thing about the bird is just, I think it kind of shows us that we shouldn't belittle someone else's problems. I mean, we always hear about stories about, yeah. you know, people's pet goldfish being flushed down the toilet. But um, as a child, that kind of thing is shocking. I, I, like, as an adult, you'd think, oh, it's just... A little yeah. bird, or it was just a tiny fish that has a lifespan of three days, but but to a ch- child, just, that's there. Yeah, I think it shows that we should have empathy and we should treat everyone how we would like to be treated if we had the same feelings sure. as them. Mm. And I think that's kind of like it's a way th- to live by. Yeah, I think that's my goal in life. I think one thing all of us have kind of touched upon is how we just want to make a positive impact in one way or another, and it doesn't even need to be how you were saying the whole world is just starting at home and starting the people that surround us. Mm-hmm. I think trying to li- 
like leave the world a better place than when you found it like when you were born into it I think that's that's a beautiful one thing that I <laughs> yeah sort of think about most of the time I like that because I I've heard um I just I've heard a few people say things like why would you want to have kids when we live in a world like this but if you think about it the world has never been a great place to live if you mm. want to think in that way. negative way I mean it well, let's be realistic, it's never going to be perfect. We're never, like, if you look into the past, it was never great anyway. I think so, that's because we're all humans, right? Yeah, humans. so if, like, oh, I'm not going to judge anyone's um, decisions, but the way I see it is that we can, we can make a difference in the world by just making a difference to one person's life. 100%. I think there's a quote, um, not everybody can, no, wait, let me think about this. Everybody can do something. No, it's gone. Oh. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> but yeah. Let me just think about it. I have to say it now. Um, I think it's something. It's something on the line saying that um, you can't do. Sorry, one person can't do everything, but everybody can do something. That's yeah, it. yeah. That's a nice. You know. I think that's a wrap up. A good way to end it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Any last words? <laughs> no, I think that was. I think we had quite deep conversation. And yeah, yeah. thank you, you for know, listening to us. Yeah, yeah, thank you for listening to give our podcast. <laughs> yeah, give us. I don't know how it's going to work, but the, you can find this podcast on iTunes, iTunes and Spotify. Spotify, and you can contact us on the um, at Sister Speak on Instagram, and just let us know if you have any uh, comments you have or if you have any topics that you'd like us to discuss we'd love to hear from you and we also do a radio show Tuesday yeah and also, yeah we'll just if you want to hear us live and you want to watch <laughs> us every Tuesday at 6 p.m on Inspire 105.1 sounds like we're on air right oh now my God. But yeah. but, uh, I hope you all enjoyed that and yeah follow us on Instagram like Mariam said at Sisters Speak let us know what you think and thank you so much for watching hope you have an amazing day night or afternoon Assalamualaikum thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org you'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton